Alrighty, we are live. There is no time for introductions today. Unfortunately, we have to report for jury duty in a little bit. So we are going to be able, we are only doing a half hour show today. We're going to speed right through this. Whatever we get to, we get to. Whatever we don't, we'll save for tomorrow's show or we won't even cover at all. Um, we were going to plan on doing Kyle Trask, quarterback from Florida in our NFL draft prospect. Definitely not going to be able to fit that in in our half hour kind of window that we're squeezed into today so we'll save that for tomorrow but let's start the show whatever we get to we get to we're on a time restraint start the clock half hour let's go here we go first story up could Baltimore get in get Lamar Jackson another wide receiver well there's a rumor going out that the Ravens are meeting with Sammy Watkins now would this be good yeah I mean he's a decent down the field wide receiver Sammy Watkins we've seen him with the Chiefs the last couple of seasons I want to say the last two seasons um, nothing really great with Sammy Watkins. We can quickly go to his stats, I would say. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, he, he's obviously, you know, the number three there with the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey being the one and two. But, I mean, it's still solid. What do you do last year? 400 yards a year before that with the Chiefs, 600 yards as well. So, never really truly been a number one. Never really played 16 games as well as we're looking at his stats right here. Um, so, definitely a decent... Wide receiver for Lamar Jackson could definitely help him out. Nice, um, you know, 6-1 tall wide receiver to challenge the deep ball. And that's what the biggest red flag is on this kind of Ravens offense. They can't stretch the field vertically. So that's what they're trying to do in this kind of offseason to get this Ravens offense and Lamar Jackson, this offense, right. So I like the pick here. We'll see if he ends up leaving the Chiefs for the Ravens. I mean, leaving one Super Bowl contender for another Super Bowl contender. I mean, how great is that? I mean, you've got multiple championship-level contender teams wide to pick you up at the wide receiver position. Sammy Watkins has somehow figured out how to be kind of the the last key missing piece for all these teams to win some rings, uh, even though kind of the first half of his career didn't go the best. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on this, seeing if Sammy Watkins goes to the Ravens. Alrighty, this story. Oh my goodness, it just keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier. So now there are now 13 lawsuits. I think 14 because Sports Center just reported on one more today. So there's now 14 lawsuits that have been filed against Deshaun Watson with the latest victim claiming he, quote, climaxed on her face and body, end quote, during massage. I mean. Is that a compliment? I don't know. But <laughs> let's see what this uh, article is saying. Let's see what these uh, allegations are coming for. So here we go. Some uh, quotes of official documents, I believe. They got the official kind of... Um um, uh, the official court documents. So here we go. Let's read some of these quotes here. Quote, Watson and plaintiff discussed scheduling and scheduled a massage to take place at plaintiff's house. All right. So he's not going to an actual massage parlor. He's having like house calls of actual massage therapists. All right. Prior to the massage, Watson and plaintiff spoke on the phone to discuss focus areas. All righty. We kind of heard this in one of the other stories that, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson was like, are you comfortable with the glute area? Uh, so, you know, he's asking the right questions making sure everybody's comfortable here Alrighty, more quotes here plaintiff asked what type of oils he liked so she could get ready all right that's you know that's classic i would say i've never gotten a massage i've never been to an actual massage parlor or let alone a house call of a massage therapist but yes i i do i do believe in what i know about massages you do use oils so all right you know kind of standard so far Watson said, whichever oil is fine and explained the focus points. He's like, I'm not worried about the oils, baby. <laughs> I'm on for something else over here. Um, Watson said he wanted the focus on 
focus to be on area. Hey, what? Watson said he wanted the focus to be on area and inner thighs. I don't know. That's not making sense, but on the inner thighs. So, you know, close to the genitalia. <laughs> on the way to plaintiff's house, Watson texted plaintiff asking if anybody would be at her house. All right. Now that's getting a little bit, you know, suspect. If we're just taking it out of context, is he asking if, uh, you know, she's going to be alone so, you know, he could, you know, assault her? possibly or is he asking hey you know i know this thing can get out of hand i'm a big celebrity i want kind of another third party eyewitness there but deshaun watson should have brought somebody if he was that kind of concerned with that part of it so who knows what his true intentions were of asking that um already and then he's going on here watson said he wanted to know his surroundings um plaintiff assured her that it would just be her all righty, so just them alone, his word versus her word now, truly unfortunate for both parties involved, whether who's telling the truth or not. Whenever it's, you know, a he said, she said thing, it is just truly unfortunate. Alrighty, Watson arrived at plaintiff's house and asked where they would set up. Plaintiff started setting up the massage table when Watson started to immediately undress and take off his clothes with plaintiff in the room. Alrighty, that's kind of, you know, it's an iffy area, you know, getting ready for the massage, maybe taking off the clothes a little bit too early. And, you know, a lot of these things with, you know, sexual assault is, you know, kind of power. I want to have power over you. And that could have been a power move. I'm just undressing. What are you going to say? You know, just fully naked, right in right in front of you all right i'm ready for the massage oh you thought this was something else no what is wrong with you i'm for here for the massage though so that could have been a power play who knows um watson got completely naked plaintiff had never done a massage before plaintiff had never done a massage before so she thought maybe this was normal behavior she's never been a she's never done a massage before but deshaun watson chose her and she says that she's actually a massage therapist and has the table but she's never done a massage before now it's just wonky in all angles um she thought that this was normal behavior yeah i would say you know if i'd never done a massage before somebody getting naked yeah i'd be like all right yes you have to kind of be naked for a massage or maybe just keep the underwear on or something i don't know uh but the plaintiff not doing a massage before that's real wonky uh plaintiff instructed watson to lay on his stomach on the massage table oh so she knows that part of doing massages hey get on the table on your stomach Plaintiff started massaging his legs and Watson told her she could, you can come up more, babe. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, <laughs> you can come up a little bit more. I didn't come, I'm not paying $2,500 an hour for the legs, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alrighty, Watson wanted her to massage the area underneath his genitals, the gooch, the gooch. <laughs> Come on, you got to know the terminology if you're going to be a massage therapist. Come on, I know this is your first time, but you got to know the lingo. Uh, so Watson wanted her to massage the area underneath his genitals in his anus. Again, plaintiff was was not familiar with a sweetest... <laughs> Again, the plaintiff was not familiar with a sweetest massage... Sweetest massage... Oh my goodness, I can't even say it the second time. Uh, so she did not know what was proper oh my god so once again she's going into something she knows nothing about it's like yeah we're not gonna blame deshaun watson for sexual misconduct if this girl you know has never done a massage or doesn't even know what she's doing she doesn't even know what the swedes do when massaging come on they get up and they get up in there folks um alrighty plaintiff assumed this was normal plaintiff started the to massage near his groin area and watson asked if she was ready for him to turn on his back uh, um, alrighty. Um, Watson flipped over onto his back and plaintiff started to massage the inner thigh area. 
Watson asked her once again to come, sweetie, come on. I'll give you an extra 500. You got to come up a little bit more here. Watson told her to massage the groin area. As plaintiff went to massage his groin area, Watson said, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Watson suddenly ejaculated everywhere, all over plaintiff's face and all over plaintiff's body. Now that is definitely something. If you've never done a massage before, you would probably be like, all right, this is done. This is when it starts to be the red flag right now. When the ejaculation starts to make an appearance, that's when I know, all righty, let's, let's get out of here. This is over. Um, Watson then st started to thrust his body up and down with the full erection. Watson then started to take his own hand and started to masturbate. After he ejaculated, hmm, all righty, power move. Now, that's a power move of Deshaun Watson right there. I'm already done, but I'm going to keep on going here. Um, alrighty, so very interesting details here. Um, I don't know what to make of this. It's one-on-one. -on -one. He said, she said, truly unfortunate. Now there's other claims to be brought backed up by this. So let me go to this, um, sports center story that they were just talking about. Let's see if, uh, they've got any other information than that other article that we just read. Uh, and they don't have it kind of broken down like this. Short article. I mean, like, I don't know, man. The, people that get paid professionally to write, I mean, not great. <laughs> um, all right. A 14th lawsuit alleging sexual assault in inappropriate conduct was filed against Deshaun Watson by a woman who says she believes that Houston Texans quarterback is a serial predator. Oof. That's definitely not a uh, <laughs> a um, a name you want to have, a nickname you want to have. He's a serial predator. Yikes. The lawsuit, which was filed Monday night, appeared on the Harris County District Clerk's website Tuesday morning, blah, 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 alleges that Watson assaulted and harassed plaintiff by exposing himself to her and touching her with his penis. At least he didn't touch her with his ejaculate, right? I mean, you could have been, you know, the 13th girl. Um... The traveling massage therapist alleges that when she arrived at the address Watson gave her, he led her to a room and locked the doors behind him. Power play. I mean, that was Matt Lauer's thing. He had a button on his desk that literally closed the door and locked it. From uh, So once you step in there, he hits the button, you're locked in. That's a power move. That is not good. If we're looking at kind of previous sexual um, assault allegations of men in power, we're looking at Matt Lauer locking doors. And now we're seeing that with Deshaun Watson. That's not good, whether this is true or fake. That's not a good sign right here. <clears throat> Lock the doors behind him after Watson allegedly quote forced plaintiff's hand onto his penis during the massage. He allegedly told her I will not have you sign an NDA but don't ever talk about this. Now that's where you go wrong. You always get the NDA. Come on. If you get the NDA you are basically bulletproof at that point oh you're gonna talk out well now i'm suing you so what are you gonna do and i'm gonna take everything and now you're broke and now you can't pay for the lawyers to fight your own fight so come on deshaun watson that's rookie stuff right here always get them to sign the nda come on uh you want to you know be a be a major kind of superstar in this world you gotta know the lingo right here nda always always even if you plan on not to have a you know even if you don't think you need to you got to get it done get that nda signed Alrighty, the plaintiff alleges that Watson reached out on Instagram in December, quote, acting as if nothing had happened. Watson has denied any wrongdoing. I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. Mm, nutting on a massage therapist, probably not the utmost respect there. 
Um, alrighty, what else do we get here? It would be inappropriate for the district attorney's office to, uh, office to comment on civil lawsuits. Yes. Okay. So yes, definitely not looking good for Deshaun Watson. Now 14 other women coming forward and being like, yeah, this is not good. Getting called a serial predator, all of that. So we'll stick with the story, but, um, it's not looking great for Deshaun Watson right here. All right, let's move on to some good news. Titans, uh, or no, Giants getting even better. Absolutely fantastic. Adoree Jackson, cornerback for the Titans, agrees to a three-year, $39 million deal with the Giants. So Giants are going all in. They're like, hey, this is our season. We're feeling good. We've got Daniel Jones. We've got Jason Garrett. We're getting Saquon Barkley back. Let's get Daniel Jones the weapons. Let's shore up our defense so it's not uh, the offense carrying everything. I'm really loving what I'm seeing here for the Giants going for broke. Let's get it done. Let's start are being relevant again the rebuild after Eli is already taking too long get some wins some solid wins be in contention Ron Rivera just came in with you know that whole Washington scenario kind of like Deshaun Watson so uh Ron Rivera kind of clouded that huge kind of big red flag of just kind of the higher ups in Washington football team organization <coughs> He covered that up, took a focus away from that, took attention away from that, and brought it back to the field where it should be. Um, and then he won the division, got to almost beating Tom Brady, and the Giants are kind of like, well, why are we still rebuilding if Ron Rivera can win with mother-loving Terry McCl um, um Taylor Heineke, come on. What are we doing here? So, Giants making some nice moves out here. I'm loving every single one of them shoring up the offense, shoring up the defense. Let's rock, Giants. I'm with y'all. Giants Nation, let's get it going in 2021. <clears throat> All right, keep on moving on here. Uh, wide receiver Purdue from Purdue, Rondell Moore, had his pro day yesterday, and we liked this man. We liked what we saw. We already kind of looked at him in our NFL draft prospect countdown. We liked that his speed, he had good speeds. He's very short. He's 5'7", so we got to kind of compare him to kind of Tyreek Hill a little bit. Let's get these notes real quick. Hang on. What do we say when we watched him? Um, little injury prone. In 2019, he had a hamstring injury. 2020, lower, lower body injury. So, you know, his health is a little bit of a question mark here. Uh, but his speed was very good, and he doesn't get brought down. I mean, you can tackle him. He's breaking tackles. He's, you know, kind of weaving in and out. Shoulder hits are not bringing him down. So, you know, that's, you know, something, you know, that 5'7", little lower to the ground, better center of gravity, so you're not getting brought down with, by just arms and shoulder tackles. But he had his pro day yesterday. Already impressed by this man, but, you know, the injuries in the height, a tad of a concern here. But then he goes up and has a 42-and-a-half-inch vertical. Holy cow. And then he just ran a full where is this one? Uh, right here, a 42940. Holy moly. Now, these are all unofficial because they're taking place at Pro Days and not at the NFL Combine. So, no 40 is going to be official this season, but a 429, I'll freaking take it. Unofficial, official, whatever it is. You're running some great speed here. So, maybe a little bit of Tyree Kill. 2.0, 0.5, however you want to, you know, kind of phrase it. But uh, watch out for Rondell Moore. Definitely, if he could stay healthy. And he can kind of catch the ball, high point the ball in the field of play. This could be a dangerous uh, weapon out here. So, uh, Rondo Moore, wide receiver from Purdue. Keep an eye on this man. Alrighty, moving on to another potential draft prospect here. Well, definitely a uh, draft prospect and a high one. But uh, Alabama running back Najee Harris, we love this man. We're not sh really sure if Najee Harris or Travis Etienne should go, should be the first running back taken. We're really struggling with that decision right now. 
uh, but Alabama running back Najee Harris' flight from Dallas to Birmingham was canceled last night due to lightning. So, with no other travel options available, Harris drove nine hours to make it to Alabama's Pro Day by 10 a.m. today. So, definitely love it. And he's not even working out in his Pro Day. He just wants to go there and support his teammates. So, yes, sir, this is, you know, the untangibles, the stuff that you really don't see kind of on the field. You just kind of... Um, sportsmanship and kind of team camaraderie and everybody buying in. Alabama running back Najee Harris here. I mean, this elevates his draft stock a lot, in my opinion. Just going out there, being supportive for your players. You grind, you bleed, you sweat, you cry on that field with your brothers around you to win a game every single week. You train a whole week, seven days to get prepared for one game. So it takes a strength. It takes brotherhood on the field. It takes camaraderie. And Najee Harris is like, Hang on, I got y'all. I know I'm not work. I'm not working out, but I want to support every single one of y'all because y'all supported me every single game during my four-year career here. We've won national championships together. We've always been in the playoffs together. You know, this is an unsacred bond right here, or a sacred bond right here, an unbreakable sacred bond. And I'm here to support y'all. So this, in my opinion, elevates Najee Harris' draft status a lot. Absolutely respect for this man for doing that. Alrighty, here we go. I don't know what's the big deal with Alonzo Ball getting all these trade packages rumors right before the trade deadline that is Thursday at 3 o'clock. So, Nuggets have offered Bulbul in a package for Alonzo Ball. I mean, Alonzo Ball wasn't really doing anything with the Pelicans. He's having good games, but he's not elevating the play around him. It's not translating to wins, and it didn't work. He couldn't work with LeBron James. So, I'm not really understanding this entire hype around Alonzo Ball. He can't work in New Orleans where he should be kind of the main facilitator on the floor, and they have a trash record not in the playoffs but they got Zion and Brandon Ingram who's putting up the bulk of the points they just need a true facilitator on the floor and Lonzo Ball can't really be that on a consistent basis he's taking way too many threes it's kind of be like in Kemba Walker in that department yes some of the passes are good but it's not translating to wins he didn't work with LeBron James that never translated to wins consistently when he was playing with LeBron James so not really I'm seeing so many kind of rumors and trade packages involving Lonzo Ball he can't be the man in New Orleans so you think he can be the man for your team I'm not buying it <clears throat> wherever Alonzo Ball goes if he goes I don't think he has he has success and I don't think he kind of improves whatever team he goes on chances to kind of compete for a nice playoff spot or even compete for a ring honestly so not really understanding the big Alonzo Ball hype uh we'll see if he goes anywhere I really don't expect him to be moved but if he does go anywhere I will definitely be surprised honestly Alrighty, Atlanta. No, yes, Atlanta has signed former Panthers running back Mike Davis to a two-year deal worth like $5 million. A little bit of a steal because we just saw Mike Davis for the Panthers last season kind of do all right. Uh, with Christian McCaffrey out, Mike Davis had to kind of fill that huge, heavy role of all that yards, production, and touchdowns that Christian McCaffrey brings, and not just in the running game, but also in the passing game. And Mike Davis was in the greatest in the passing game. Really, I don't even think was in the passing game at all. But uh, I know we rushed for like six. 100 yards last season with six touchdowns so you know decent solid pickup here by the Falcons definitely a good number two to have on your running back roster so we'll see what uh, Atlanta is planning on doing with Todd Gurley or if they draft the running back because having Mike Davis as kind of a number two I think that's a solid option but uh, definitely can't be a number one running back as we just saw this year but um, yeah I mean good value here of two year five million dollars for a nice 600 yard six touchdown running back yeah we'll take that as a number two all day Alrighty. <clears throat> 
Ryan Fitzpatrick was asked uh, about Tua the other day, yesterday actually, um, and then we get this quote by Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we agree 100% of everything that this man says, so here it is, quote by Ryan Fitzpatrick on Tua, quote, it's amazing how much criticism has been thrown his way, absolutely, I mean, the man is his first year in, and he's already getting slandered, this and this and this, he can't stay healthy, he's going to get injured again, he's trash, he's trash, he sucks, he can't throw the ball, it's all nonsense, it's all nonsense, um, continuing on with the quote here of Ryan Fitzpatrick, very difficult to play quarterback in the NFL, absolutely, uh, he has elite, he says elite accuracy, we say that all the time, we love Tua for his accuracy, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, goes on, so he has elite accuracy and throws with anticipation, I think he's going to do great, yes, give this man a little bit of chance, I mean, he came in kind of, you know, halfway into the season, no real offseason under his belt, coming off of an injury, now he has all this kind of... Um couple of game scenarios, solid kind of uh, playing time under his belt his first year. Now he has an entire offseason to get prepared. He can bulk up a little bit. I see him working out every day, and this man is looking real freaking strong and big, and he's bulking up, so the man's ready to rock. He's getting wide receivers. I mean, folks, we really were working with nothing. We were working with Devontae Parker, who was kind of very kind of unstable in this kind of uh, health-wise. He's always injured. You know, every, every game or two games in, two games out, not always there. And then our Number two wide receiver is Jakeem Grant, who's 5'9", who, you know, is good, but only Tyreek Hill right now is the only kind of big wide re- or only short wide receiver that can go up and play like he's a big wide receiver. Jakeem Grant's really not that quite yet. Um, so everybody relax. Ryan Fitzpatrick says he's got elite accuracy. We agree. He throws with anticipation. He just needs to realize what is open in the NFL, and he'll be fine. The accuracy is there, and if accuracy is there, you can work around that and fix everything else because Mitch Trubisky's not accurate. That's why he's a backup to the Bills now. All righty, let's keep moving on here. We got that one. We did this one. We did this one. Last story. All right, last story. Here we go. Saints cornerback Jameis Winston talking about Drew Brees. So the man was just interviewed either yesterday or this morning, whatever it is. But uh, we get this quote from Jameis right here. And he may have kind of buried himself on this quote, so we'll see. But here it is. Quote, I love you, and it was a privilege to get to learn from you last year and really see and really to see what I've admired from afar. It was real. You've shown me how to be an NFL quarterback. That was privilege. Alrighty, well, Drew Brees, according to Jameis Winston, Drew Brees has shown Jameis Winston how to be an NFL quarterback. Now, that's off the field stuff, on the field stuff, uh, mentoring, leadership, passing, all of that. So, Jameis Winston has a he has a big kind of um, burden on his shoulder. If he just learned from Drew Brees, we need to kind of see him rocking it out. Season one, no interceptions, breaking down huddles, no more let's eat a W speeches. Let's get our team actual fired up to play for us and not kind of write us off like we're lunatics about sucking on our fingers. Um, So, Jameis Winston, a lot to prove here this season. If kind of all this is true of what he's saying and he actually means this, learning from Drew Brees, we'll see how much he learns from Drew Brees when he, if he gets the starting position over Taysom Hill or if he's a backup. Maybe we'll have to wait till he gets to a new team. But whenever Jameis Winston steps out as kind of the starting quarterback would of any team, he's he, he, it's do or die now because we've seen the 30 for 30. Not great. We need you to cut down on those interceptions and be a little bit, uh, well, not even a little, be a big 
better leader than what he's been in the past. So we'll see how much he's learned from Drew Brees. I cannot watch. I cannot wait to watch this man play quarterback because I want to see how much he really took away from Drew Brees. Leadership, passing, all that, breaking down the huddle, off-field stuff, on-field stuff. I want to see it all. I want to see Jameis Winston be the full package because we've never seen a really trash good quarterback. When was the last great trash quarterback? Maybe Brett Favre? And he wasn't even that trash. He was just a true gunslinger like Jameis Winston. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. It's absurd, but it's great absurd. It's like so great absurd. It's We don't even know what to make of it. We still don't know if Jameis Winston is good or not. So whenever he gets his next chance, he kind of uh, put a lot of pressure on him saying, hey, I've learned everything from Drew Brees now. I'm ready to rock. I'm good to go. Let's get it done. I can be Drew Brees 2.0. Let's get it going. So We'll see who wins this kind of starting quarterback job here for the Saints, either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. But uh, if uh, Jameis Winston learned anything from Drew Brees, watch out because that man could be very dangerous. Alrighty, let's uh, see what's going on in the NBA from last night. We only have six more minutes on the show, so at least we got through all the stories, right? But here we go. Last night in the NBA, let's try to quiver, cover this very quickly. Here we go. Kings beat the Cavs, 119-105. Cavs letting us down again offensively. No, no, no. Let's see what happened here. Darius Garland and Colin Sexton had light games here. Colin Sexton with only 15 points. Darius Garland with only 17. We we need both of those players to be kind of scoring 25 points plus. This is kind of their main scoring ability here. Jared Allen, 11 points, 9 rebounds. Larry Nance Jr., 4 points, 2 assists, 5 rebounds. Still not really learning where he belongs in this offense. And Isaac Okuru here, 6 points. We can't be having lackluster points by 3 starting players. 6 points by Isaac Okuru, 4 points by Larry Nance Jr., and uh, 11 points by Jared Allen. That's why we need Colin Sexton and Darius Garland to put up so many points because their other starters are a little bit lackluster. They're a little bit more defensive players than offensive players. So this is why the Cavs team is not working. And they they lose to the Kings. So very well done by the Kings here. Darren Fox putting up 30 points. Tara Reese Halliburton putting up 28 points. I mean, that's what the Cavs need to be doing. They're both guards putting up 25-plus points here like the Kings did. This Kings team has a very good offense. Uh, they don't play great defense. That's why they're kind of giving up a lot of play. Uh, a lot of points a game, but um, if they could rein in their defense a little bit, this Kings team would be actually something to watch. Uh, this could be a really good Kings team, <clears throat> possibly playoff contenders. Uh, where are they in the standings right now? 13 in the East. They got uh, not bad. I mean, four games to make up for. They could definitely do that. They just need to focus on their defense just a little bit more. The offense is pretty much there. Alrighty, moving on to Timberwolves and the Thunder. Nothing really to report here. Shea Gills Alexander doing really well. I mean, let's give it up for him. Um, 31 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, hitting some nice shots in this game as well to kind of put him past the Timberwolves. And once again, Anthony Edwards back to not doing well. He had that kind of great 5-6 to six game stretch, but now he's kind of back to 16 points on 37% shooting. Not near where he needs to be. Carl Anthony Towns did his job, 33 points and 10 rebounds. Anthony Edwards needs to get that kind of great production as well. Uh, so I'm not really totally sold on Anthony Edwards right now. I know social media was kind of going crazy over those last five games, but we've seen that before by him in kind of the first half of the season. We've seen, you know, great two, three game stretches, but then he flounders for a big period. So that's why we didn't get too hype on that five, five game stretch by um, Anthony Edwards. And, you know, he's still a rookie, so we're not bat we're not knocking this man. It's just what we've seen. We're not, uh, we're not truly impressed by uh, Anthony Edwards, who is now kind of the default uh, rookie of the year, unfortunately. Alrighty, let's go to this one. If uh, since we have time here, Hornets and the Spurs, and the Hornets get the big old win here. Absolutely fantastic. They challenge the Spurs. They win the game. Um, was anybody clutching this one? What do I got here? Do I got anything for this one? 
Um, Terry Rogier hit a three-point shot with like a minute left to put them up by three. And then Patty Mills ended up having the game-tying shot from three that does not go with eight seconds left. So clutch by the Hornets, not clutch by the Spurs. Very well done. In the first game without uh, La uh, LaMelo Ball here for the Hornets, they get the job done. So I absolutely love that. Terry Rogier moves over to the starting one. Devontae Graham moves over to the starting two. That's kind of how it's working out now. Gordon Hayward still at the three. P.J. Washington still at the four. And Bismick Biombo at the five since Cody Zeller was still out. So the only real difference here is Terry Rogier switching from the two to the one and Devontae Graham getting elevated to the starting two. Uh, so Terry Rogier, 24 points, six assists, three, re three rebounds, hit an absolute clutch three in the fourth quarter. Devontae Graham, his first start here, nine points, four assists, three rebounds. Bismick Biombo, 11.6 rebounds. P.J. Washington, 10 points, 13 rebounds. And Gordon Hayward had a big old night as well, 27 points. And then Malik Monk, 11 points off the bench. So everybody kind of rallying here for the Hornets. Very well done. Unfortunate, man. I don't know what to make of the Spurs team. You cannot lose to a Hornets team without LaMelo Ball. It's just kind of unexcusable, especially when everybody was healthy. DeMar DeRozan played the game, so... Alrighty, Jazz Bulls in a big old blowout by the Jazz, 120-95 to 95 here. We won't go too deep into the stats in this game because uh, we have only got two minutes left. <laughs> but um, I do kind of just want to keep tabs on Thaddeus Young, our potential six-man-of-the-year candidate. Thaddeus Young still in the starting rotation here at the starting center position, 14 points, nine rebounds, and only a minus two in a big, big, like, 25-point loss here. So we'll give it to him. The man is getting it done here. It's just unfortunate. Uh, the Bulls are just not a great team overall. Alrighty, then we go to the Raptors and the Rockets. And the Raptors, man, we are a thousand percent sold. You cannot be losing to this Rockets team. I know that Christian Wood is back, and that's why they just won this game. So very well done for the Rockets, finally snapping that huge 20-game losing streak that they were on, beating the Raptors 117-99. Christian Wood and John Wall got it done. Still no Victor Oladipo, though, and they still win. So can't really trust this Raptors team. And I'll tell you why. I mean, the, yes, their star, their kind of role players are good. Uh, Fred Van Vliet and Siakam and Norman Powell has been kind of great as well. And Kyle Lowry's good. So look at this. I mean, Kyle Lowry, 17 points. Fred Van Vliet, 27 points. Pascal Siakam, 21 points. Norma Powell, 19 points. And then the second, the, the fifth highest score was six points. They get no help from anybody else besides their kind of main role players there. So that's why we can never buy the Raptors. Their magic, unfortunately, is over. Like we've said, Nick Nurse is going to have to retool that offense. Alrighty, Celtics, Grizzlies. Grizzlies get the win in overtime. Very well done by them. No Jason Tatum for the Celtics, and they still kept it close. So that's a silver lining for the Celtics in a loss, but well done for the Grizzlies of holding on in overtime. Everybody hitting in overtime as well. Grizzlies in 132, 126. Alrighty, Pacers, Bucks. Pacers get absolutely blown out. No surprise there. Bucks win 140, 113. Cannot trust this Pacers team against the elite competition. We see this every single game. And then the last game, Hawks letting us down a little bit. We thought they'd be a little bit more uh, competitive in this Clippers game. They actually were. They had like a 20-point lead in the third quarter, but but then they just lost it late in the fourth quarter, couldn't close out against a Clippers team that has trouble closing out games. So not a 1,000% great there by the Hawks, but I think we'll leave them in the top 10, at least until Friday when we officially kind of rearrange our power rankings in the NBA. So we will leave the Hawks at number 10 right now. We'll see what they do um, after this Clippers loss, but it's not a great loss. Uh, wish they won the game, had that 20-point lead, couldn't close it out in the fourth quarter. Truly unfortunate. So the Clippers win 119-110. Alrighty, we are out of here. That is it for us today. We're back tomorrow live, noon Eastern for hopefully an entire show if we don't have to go back to jury duty. We might have to schedule the show around it. So uh, stay in tune to our Twitter and Facebook. We'll post updates of how the show is going to uh, go for the rest of the week. But we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow looking at uh, Kyle, Kyle Trask, hopefully, quarterback from uh, Florida.